אגוט בוכרה בויסאי ליניש פסימי מרוסיוס בסמורדכאי דפרס החוידה שמולי הכט אין אונר דוביץ לטניק F200 עקיבא סולקוויץ F94 שלום רנד F202 שמולי דוידוויץ B202 and official 8 minute daf yom committee רבויסאי before I go on the very first person to bring somebody to the shir that was within the Chabura was Hillel Kamiansky. Hillel Kamiansky has a taxi outside. He's going to the airport. He's going to Los Angeles right now. I asked him to come here right now on his way to the airport so that, come, Hillel, so I could present him the most amazing thing ever. The one and only, the special edition, Mesechta's Rosh Hashanah, Look what it says right over here. Special Merkaz Dafiyom edition. He's the first one that I'm presenting to. With the logos. With the logo. Unbelievable. Wow. Oh, it even has a little letter inside. Givaldis. Taste Shalom. Make a beautiful seam over there. And also, I gave you. There's a gift that I gave you. It's outside for all the guys at the seam. All right. Zayk is on. 134. <laughs> All right, yes. Uh, today's year is sponsored by Vlad Zakharov, Rafur Shlema from my grand. Oh, once we're here, who else in the Chabura brought somebody? I have a couple more. Avi? Furman. Let's go. Furman, get over here. Doc, Doc, come here. Come here. Come here. You got one? So come here. Whoever got, whoever, not whoever. I only have uh, four more for now. Come. Shkoyach, who did you bring? You brought uh, Yosef Shlomo? I brought your nephew. Wow, unbelievable. That's one of the hardest. You, you deserve four. God, who did you bring? No, no, Shlomo. Look at this. Unbelievable. And Dr. Avi Fakt, you come to I got two people. Two? Rabbi Rosenberg's son, Ezra. Say hello. Say hello to the Oh, here we go. If you see your face in that screen, bend down. Smile to that guy. Okay, beautiful. Who else? Anybody else in the group? You? You got so come here. What are you waiting for? Oh, you? Whatever. No, but I want to say your name. Schlofrock. Get over here, Schlofrock. Shkoyach, here you go. Thank you. You'll get yours tomorrow morning. Okay. Shkoyach. Who else? There's other guys here? Okay. And I didn't get, I'm dying for one. I said, Vlad. Rufur Shlema for his grandmother, Nahama Bas Haika. The Austin family, Lul Nishmas, Zisl Bas Chaim, on the occasion of her. First yard side, Gil Marchez, when our Baba Zoycha to see five generations of Shomri, Torah, Umitzvois. The Austin family, I have a lot of Akars to tell you. He got me on to the Meaningful People, which was a big hit for the Shir. Akiva Salkowitz. Wow, in honor of Reb Eli, who wakes up every day at 3 a.m. Mechatesa to prepare the daf and to Hillel for making Rebbe cry. Shkayach. Hillel Boyer. Common of five towns. Zech Nishma. Of Menachem Mendel ben Simcha, the famous, his famous father. Happy birthday to my daughter, Adara Sara. It says like this in the email I'm sponsoring Ilya Nishma's father. Happy birthday to my daughter, Adara Sara. You should know. That when you go, when we go upstate to Monticello, she loves listening to your shir while I'm driving. Sometimes we listen to two, three shiurim, just as a refresher. Really looking forward to our sim. I guess Machmoshe and Woodmere on Monday. There will be a live singer and band. The same guys we brought in from Sechta Sukkah. Uh, awesome food. Free Gemaras. Speakers. There's even speakers over there. Rip Blumenstein. Rip Kevin. Magachir. Among other treats, can't wait to see all my old friends, hope to make new ones. Thank you for everything. Thank you for not only inspiring me to learn Torah, but giving me the ability, that's what people tell me, to inspire others to do the same. But obviously not the same level as you, LOL, love always, Kalman of the five towns. Um, as you know, I was in Yerushalayim in Ramad Shkol for Shabbos, and I made it back, Baruch Hashem, and I, I actually made charts from the time I came back and here, but things will be a little bit famished. Let's see if I could get some of this stuff out here. Oh, an email by Yeshua Aaron Price. My name is Yeshua Aaron Price. I'm originally from all over the United States because my father was a U.S. Army chaplain. 
Nowadays, I work 24-7 for MDY, 8-minute daf, if it ever comes back. Rebelli, you say you're not a Paisik, but Rebelli, in recent past, you're asking that my work for MDY has a din of pikuach and for me, and it's doiche Shabbos. We started this daf Yomishir three years ago with just a few guys. Today, I'm swamped with many new people, Baruch Hashem. I'll be... It would be a tohelas of learning Daf Yomi if you can tell everyone to message me their name and where they are from so I can update my phone and strengthen Daf Yomi learning worldwide. Thank you. And just keep on daffing. Psh, Yeshua, wow. <laughs> Took three years. Yeshua, get over here. Get over here. With your thing, with your thing. Look at this. If you've ever been on a bus in Erzestral, there's a guy that comes and gives you a ticket. Now, we have an in-house ticket man. If you don't come to the daff, here he is. He has a little thing, thing. Here's his ticket machine. No, he actually has a full-time job. He works on the bus line. Now, Baruch has a great job. And in between, he jumps off the bus, comes here, gives coffee, goes back on the bus. Yishkoyach Yeshua. You did What? You recruited him on Shabbos? You got his number and everything? Unbelievable. Way to go. Way to be doich Shabbos. That's right. What is he going to do with it? Oh. Hi, my name is William Mendel. I just started this year, which literally changed my life. Now I'm going to get these emails. You can't stuck people. He loves it. He loves it. It's my first year since I got married and I left Yeshiva a few years ago, etc., etc., William Mandel. And do we have any time here? What time is it? Oh, okay. Uh, two minutes. Uh, by Yaakov Mayer. I actually said what he had to say here, but I'll say it real quickly. Thank you for taking time to read this email. Uh, playing uh, Daf Yomi Revolution. I don't watch. Uh, I watched your interview on Art Scroll. I thank you for opening up and sharing your story to the world. Hopefully, you inspire increased Torah learning at this time. Right about one particular part of the interview, when you spoke about your wife, whom I obviously never met, I felt some pain. She must be a very special Ishishchayel. I've attached a four and a half minute video of Rav Herschel Shecht. I'm not from YU who tells over an absolutely incredible story of the wife of Rabbi Vadi Yosef. I watched the beautiful stuff. Okay. I wish you tremendous success. And Rabbi Yosef, please forgive me if it's out of line. But you do this with Chavit Yaakov Meir. I watched that video also. Yeah. All he's doing is staring at your socks. What? The art school video? Yeah, but eventually they, they zoom in. Again. Oh, here. Let's talk about the socks here. Here we go. Uh, this is from Chaim Pollock. I'm a big fan of the shear. I was a little bewildered by the advertisement for the shear that I saw in Yeshiva World News featuring a newly discovered picture of Rav Shaila Kirstir. Oh, I've heard from descendants of Rav Shaila that they believe this is not the picture. It's perhaps a, of a different family member. Now, anyway, what shaykh is to the shear? In my humble opinion, a worthy endeavor like yours is not in need of clickbait. Keep up the great work. Cult of Chaim. Now, I do have to address this. I also had nothing to do with the picture of my socks and, and you're supposed to click on it and it goes to this. And actually a guy in Ramat Eshkol came by to sing and he's like, you know, I was watching, I was on Yeshiva World News, I see this picture of socks, I had no idea what it was. So I clicked on it and it was you. Like, it actually gets people, but I have no, no if they would have asked me, I said, don't do it, please don't be mevayish me. I had nothing to do with the Rupshayla Kirstir. At the end of the day, I got to say something. Over a thousand people, new people, joined this year for Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Over a thousand people. So all this clickbait and the, the, we could say whatever we want about it. The guy over there, I'm, I'm not going to say his name now because it's Lashon Hara, but Nassan Gans really knows what he's doing and he's amazing. And Rabbi Isai, we have a beautiful daft today. The first, oh, there's one more thing. Okay, let's, what is this? From who? Shlomi Klein. From Shlomi Klein. This better be good. Is it another Lubavitcher safer? Oh, wow. Wow. That's unbelievable. <laughs> now, this just threw me for a loop. I'll tell you why. Because we're debating. The shear started. It was eight minute daf. Then we went to MDY. And most of the guys in the shear know it as MDY. But eight minute daf brought a lot of people in. Like Shlemy Klein himself came in because of eight minute daf. He, he tried to cheat and do it with the eight minutes, then he realized very quickly he has to do the full share. But I, so one of my big rides I was telling the guys is that the license plates that everybody's doing is eight minute off. So they care about the eight minute, they don't care about it. And now he just threw me for a loop. Now it's a stereo. Now what do we do? I think we're gonna have to go to MDY now. Beautiful. I love it.
Now my collection is growing. Give all the good stuff. What? Eight minute daf is clickbait for MDY. True. And Chaim Pollock is not going to like that. Rabbi Sai, the first part of today's daf, which is really yesterday's daf, all the way to the Mishnah. No, you know what? Let's call it all the way to the bottom of the Ahmad. is an advanced sugya. It's an advanced sugya. It's a beautiful, beautiful sugya. Let me tell you what it's all about. Here it is. I have nine steps here only. And each step is a beautiful piece. We did a bunch of them already on Friday. We're going to start in the middle of Sugi from Abaya. Let's just review real quickly. It's Givaldic. If you have it in line, Agutavacht. I believe you, yeah? Shamalech. Come, come. Come, come to here, no? You don't want to come to the front. Yishkai for coming. I really appreciate it. We're just talking about him. His wife is the doctor, the oncologist, and he, and he learns all day. Vasiki, man. I believe you. Okay. Yishkai for coming. So we, just, we just started in the sugya. Perfect timing. It's a beautiful, beautiful sugya. We had in the sugya that if a woman borrows salt or water from a friend and she mixes it into her dough, now part of, part of her dough kind of belongs to her neighbor. And her neighbor has an area of a tchum going to the right. And she has an area of going to the left. So the, the dough, the, the bread is stuck. You can't bring the dough in the direction of the woman that made the bread because part of the bread is owned by the next door neighbor. So the Gemara asked the question, that's the first step here. The water should become bottle. Bottle, baraiv, bottle. Why do we care about the little water that's in the, the, the bread? If you recall, so Rabbi Abba tried to say a beautiful answer. He said a great answer. It seems like a great answer. That, that they should, everybody should accept his answer when it comes to Israel. And they laughed at him. What was his answer? His answer is, it's money. It's, it's something, it's Shavis. You can't go to your friend and grab a, a pile of money and say, oh, your money is bottle baraiv and my money, and I'm not over on Gneva. It's money, it's mominous, it's not an iser. It's somebody else's salt, it's somebody else's water, that does not become bottle baraiv. That was step two. Then the Gemara says, well, if that's true, why did he use a funny lotion of chita b'chita, you can't take somebody else's chitim and put it into your chita, that's min b'minoi. But everybody agrees that min b'she'en is bottle. So do you agree that if you steal somebody's money, my, even my example, you take a pile of dollar bills and put it in a much larger pile of bills, it'll be bottle arrive or shekel and dollars, min b'shein and minoy, gold and silver. Maybe I could be mevatel arrive. You could. In fact, so, so what? You're not over on Gneva? No. You'll have to give back something else. Of course you're over on Gneva. We don't have to give back that amount. But that's not the point. The point is, he used the wrong wording. That's why they laughed at him. He should have said a case of Mim Minoi. Why do you use a case of Mim Minoi? Fine. Everybody holds that Mim Minoi is bottle. And not only that, he used the case of Mim Minoi. Chita Bechita. Chachamim. Who are we passing like? Not like your Buddha. We passing that Mim Minoi is bottle. Even if it's the same exact item, it's bottle. So that's why they laughed at him. So the Gemara says, but wait a minute. Remember, this is a beautiful halacha of Tzroiroiz. If I remove the stones from my friend's bag of wheat, even though stones are worthless, but because they weigh the bag down, I owe that guy the amount of weight of the stones. Why? Because he has every right in the world to sell the bag of wheat with stones. He doesn't have to remove stones. It's known that there's some stones in there and it weighs the bag down. The fact that you remove the stones, you cause them a loss, you have to pay back. What do you see from here? That the monetary value never is bottled. It's not bottled, he has to pay for it says Abaya, and that's what we're holding right now. We'll just go through the sugya about Peh, because it's a beautiful sugya. What's the connection between Tzreiras? When you have stones in a bag, the seller is going to want his money's worth. He's demanding his money's worth of the stones. So stones are actually worth a lot. But in our case, where the woman lent her friend salt and water, she'll never want it back. So it's mom and she She doesn't care about it. And if you don't care about something, it should become bottle. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. The Gemara asks on Abayah. Becoming bottle and not bottle has nothing to do with ownership. Varaya, what about a piece of Nevela? A piece of Nevela becomes bottle to something else, whether it's owned by anybody or not owned by anybody. It becomes bottle automatically. That's the Gemara's kasha in two seconds. And then the Gemara proves it from Hefker. I'll prove to you that 
Something that's hefker. Let's say you find an animal, a cow, that's hefker. The halacha is, it has its own tchum. Wherever the cow is, you go from there 2,000 amas. It's not on the person that found it, it's based on the cow. Now the cow doesn't have an owner, so you see that you don't have to have an owner in order to have a tchum. And on that, the Gemara finally says, and that's the final step, the Gemara's question was, let's be mevatel the tchum and not the money part of it. In other words, this bread that, these, that this woman made is two things here. There's money, this value that her, her neighbor gave her some salt and water, but there's also the iser of tchum. The part of the tchum, the Gemara is saying, that should become batal. Isurim become batal. Yeah? Let's, what? Well, we'll get to the sugi. You could ask questions there. I'm just, I'm saying the whole sugi. Again, there, there's, a, there's a concept of tchum, that you can't take this bread out more than 2,000 ama. And there's the problem that there's, somebody owns some money in there. The money that some, her neighbor owns in there, the little salt, we're not going to be involved. You can't be involved with somebody's money. Great. But the iser of moving this to here, that, that part should become bottle. Let's say there's an iser nevela here, and somebody owns the nevela. The iser nevela, I should be able to eat the food, because the iser goes away. I'll have to pay that person money because they own it. You know what I'm saying? It's two separate things. There's the iser and the monetary value, and the Gemara is saying, but at the end of the day, the iser should dissipate and should be become bottle bereaved. Okay, now let's see inside. So we're holding at this step right here, smack in the middle of the Amit, smack in the middle of this ninth step sugya. And if you're not into the sugya, it's literally going to be over in 10 lines. And we're starting easier stuff. Says What are you bringing me a raya from stones in a bag? Which was, by the way, I thought it was a beautiful halacha. Because I, if you were to ask me, if I remove a worthless stone from a bag of wheat, why would I have to pay the owner of the wheat? It's worthless. The answer is because he doesn't have to remove it. And because you removed it, you just cause him a monetary loss of however much that stone weighs. So too, says the Gemara, let's compare that to our case where there's salt inside the bread. There's a monetary value and that's owned by the other neighbor. And therefore, you can't move the bread anywhere. Says Abai, but there's a big distinction. Remember I pointed out that in, in this Masechta at least, Abai is big into making distinctions. Here, here's another example. And this is counterintuitive because over here, stones which usually are worthless, over here it's people are going to demand paying up for the damage you cause by stealing their stones. Stones are muks on Shabbos. They have no, there's no value. In this case, they have a lot of value. Where the salt, in our case, has no value. Why? Not that it has no value, but it doesn't have a toiveya. It doesn't have anybody demanding payment. Because she actually lent it to her. She said, take it. Get, you can have it. Nobody's going to demand salt. Hey, you borrowed a, a, a shake of salt. Give it back to me. You borrowed a half a cup of water. It's mamin she'en toivim. And it, since it's mamin she'en toivim, nobody demands it. Then therefore what? It should become bottle. And if it becomes bottle, you should be able to move that piece of bread any, in any direction that your area is, is. It should be limited. It should not be limited to the, to the woman that lent the salt. Isn't there a big nafkamino? That's why I think anybody learning the sugya and just read the art scroll from top to bottom, you might be able to understand all the words. I'm not sure that you'll have the clarity of the nine steps here. Because the, the Gemara is jumping back and forth. The, the point of the sugi is, does monetary value ruin a bittel? Could you be involved something that has monetary value in there? Okay. You're telling me that it's dependent that the reason why there's no bittel in the, the salt, and you have to go by the Eruv of the woman that gave the salt, because she's not... I'm sorry, Fakir, you don't have to go by her area because she's not going to sue. She doesn't care for that salt. It's not dependent on ownership at all, he says. So let me show you real quickly. This is very simple. I'm just pulling it out again, just so we have Chazor on it. A dead person is the highest degree of Toma. Then comes Avatoma. An avela is avatuma. It 
emits tumah, it could create tumah for something else. What if you have a kosher piece of meat that was shechted properly, so it's not avelis, it's not tumah? What level of tumah could it be? It can never be ava tumah. The most it could ever be is a rishon. It could receive tumah from a sheretz. Let's say this dead mouse, which is dead, dead. It touched in a, a piece of meat, oichel, whatever, it becomes a rishon. Okay, so that's that. Now we're done with that. Now, some mess here. Oh, this I did Moses Shabbos. I'm very happy I did this. So we know Rabbi Yudah holds min meaning if you have two apples and one apple, they're all the same type. They can. They cannot become bottles, says Rabbi Yudah. One cannot be bottle. Two against one. Let's say one is Arla and the other two are, are regular. You, you're allowed to eat them. The one does not become bottle in the two. If you take an apple and two oranges and somehow you don't know it, whatever, they become bottle. That's, that's Rabbi Yudah. So Rav Chisda explains this. It's a beautiful halacha here. You have this meat. Now if you look at this meat, they all look the same. Is there any difference between this and this? No. The color is the same, the texture is the same, they taste the same. The only difference is the halachic ramifications here. This is nevela, and this is kasha. So is there a difference? Yes. Why? Because nevela could turn into kosher. So the, here's the, the halachic question. Is this considered min b'minay, or it's min b'shein Is nevela and kosher two separate minim? Depends. No, it's an achila. If one becomes mixed into two, it's raiv. You can eat it, right? You, you find different halachas, raiv. So hold on. In general, just the idea. So it goes like this. Hold on a second. It goes like this. Nevela could turn into kosher, but kosher can never turn into nevela. So the first one, Kosher can never turn to Nevela. Why could Kosher never turn to Nevela? Because Nevela is an Avatuma, right? Nevela is an Avatuma. And Kosher can never become as Tame as a Nevela. It's one step lower always. It becomes Tame. It's not itself inherently Tame. Nevela, as, as an animal drops dead, it becomes Tame. It emits Tuma. So it's the, a, a, a very high madrega of Tuma, Avatuma. A kosher piece of meat that touched the sheretz is never that high. It's one, it's one level below. So therefore, it's two minim. One is a avatuma. However, Gemara says that an avela could turn into kosher, meaning if this decomposes, at that point, it loses its tuma and it becomes like kosher. And it's mimbiminoi. So Gemara says it's very simple. So Rav Chizda says, Mechadash, a nice Chiddush here. If the Nevela is derived, and you're trying to be Mavata the Kosher, in the Nevela, think what happens here. The Nevela is like Kosher. It's Min Beminoi. Min Beminoi, Loi Batal. Min Beminoi, Loi Batal. This is eventually going to become like Kosher because it's going to lose its Toma status. And therefore, this and this are the exact same item. They're both Tomei at the same level, which is no Toma. And therefore, if they're the same item, the same Min is not bottle according to Rebuda. But in this case, it's a very similar case, but it's very different. The Rive is the Kosher. That's the one that you want to be Mavatal. You want to take this one guy and be Mavatal in the three or the two. This will never become this. So let's min and min is bottle. Okay, it's a beautiful chiddush. It has nothing to do with our sugi, really. Let's go weiter. I'm saying it has to do with everything with our sugi. It's not. We don't have to focus on it. If you didn't understand that, it's okay. The point of the Gemara here is that. This guy, right over here, will become bottle to these guys. Right? Min b'shenu minu bottle. 
a piece of chazer, nevela, mamish, the worst of the worst, becomes bottle. Even if nobody owns any of this meat. Even if nobody owns this. The Gemara is trying to prove that ownership doesn't help, doesn't detract from the fact that you could be involved a piece of meat. You don't have to own it. Let's say you found it, Hefker, whatever, so you found a bag of meat. It becomes bottle without ownership. So why is Abayi telling me that the reason why it becomes bottle is because nobody, nobody cares. But if somebody cares, it has nothing to do with the ownership. You hear? That's the Gemara's time here. A piece of kosher meat can never reach the madrig of tuma of a nevela. It only remains a rishai, not a hava tuma. But a, a piece of kosher meat that doesn't become bottle in a nevela. A nevela can become the level of tuma. It can lose its tuma when it decomposes. What? It has to do with ownership? It doesn't have to do with ownership. And if you're going to be stubborn and say, yeah, it doesn't have to do with ownership, so I'll prove it to you that it doesn't. But Tanya, let's see if I still have that sheet out. So, we're holding over here. Nevela's bottle without Bailam, and then the Gemara is going to prove from here that a, a, a Hefker doesn't need Bailam. Hefker you have a Hefker cow. Nobody owns it. Like that uh, donkey that I thought was Hefker and Tifrach. It has its own, it has its own tchum. Without ownership, it has a tchum. Shalom Aleichem, I passed you by the street, I said hello to you, even though I didn't know. How you doing? It's as if they have owners, ownership. So you see that these things have owner, without ownership, it's kilo, you do have ownership, so Baya is not correct in saying that it has something to do with the ownership. Says the Gemara, but at the end of the day, here's the, the final, final step. Omalei, here's the question of the Gemara. When the Gemara asked, it should become Batal Baraiv. Again, what's the story? Let's start over. Woman, Rachel, is making a challah, and she realizes she doesn't have salt. So she goes to her neighbor, borrows a teaspoon of salt, her neighbor is very happy to give it to her, she pours the salt into her challah. The Gemara says, because that salt that's owned by the neighbors in her challah, Rachel cannot carry this challah 2,000 amas in that direction. Why? Because Leah, who gave her the salt, her tchum is going the opposite direction. So we said, but it's mominous, you can't be mvatal, you could be mvatal. So the Gemara, no, here's the question. The salt that's causing a tchum problem, a tchum problem, not a, not a monetary problem, a tchum problem, that problem should go away because of bitl bereiv. Yisur bottle, mamayna loy bottle, okay, fine, I'll, I'll give it to you that she owes her neighbor a teaspoon of salt, but that teaspoon of salt shouldn't keep the neighbor from carrying the bread out of the tchum. Okay, so now that's it, now it's coming easy from here. At the end of the day, why is it that the salt does not become bottle? We're concerned. If you say that the salt becomes bottle, so again, Rachel borrowed salt from Leah, and you're going to say, the salt is nothing, you can carry it anywhere you want. Tomorrow, Rachel is going to make a partnership with Leah. Half the dough and half of everything is Leah's, half is Rachel. And she's going to remember from the day before that she was able to, Rachel was able to walk with Leah's salt in her bread. So what's the difference if it's a little salt or 50% is Leah's? She'll walk out of the tchum. And that's a problem that you cannot do, right? That's the same exact case that we had the other day. If two people own one suit and this person has a, a tchum going 2,000 amas this way and this person made his tchum because he did it 2,000 amas away from, his, from the suit. So he has 4,000 feet in that way, 4,000 amas this way. They cannot move the suit even one ama in any direction. Same thing over here. Instead of the suit, put a picture of dough. You can't go this way. You can't go that way. But she's going to be confused. She's going to think she could go that way because yesterday you told her that even though this salt of her neighbor in the challah, she was able to move with it. And this is very different because this is Shotfos. Rav is not arguing. Rashi says, Rav is just talking about a different case. Abai is talking about dough. And Rav is talking about food. A cooked food. If 
you have salt, pepper, it's there for the taste. That's without salt, you can't even eat the food. I'm just saying, like, like a guzma, but salt and pepper, the tavlin is, the spices is what makes the food. But time, a bottle. Something like that does, does not become bottle. Top of We're very familiar with this. Something that becomes mutter tomorrow. Tomorrow there's no tchum. After Shabbos, after Yontiv. So you cannot be mevatel today. Remember, we said even the Rabban, according to Rashi, what? Even one in a thousand since tomorrow is going to become mutter. It's not bottle today. Next sugya. Top of Lamatesa Madalaf, three lines down. Rabbi Yehuda Poiter Bemaim. Rabbi Yehuda says that if a neighbor, Leah, lends water, Maim in Melach Loi, there's a difference between water and salt. Salt, you cannot walk out of the Tchum, water becomes bottle. Says the Gemara, Vatanya Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Maim Vemelach, Vetalim, Bain Biisa, Bain Bigdero. But water and salt, it says both. Do become bottle. Rabbi Hu himself says there is no difference. Let's look at Rashi real quickly. The top Rashi is Doimus. Doimus is very thin salt like we have today. I'll prove it to you that that's the thin one. Why must you wash my If you don't wash your hands, you might have a little bit of this zdaim salt on your finger, and you'll rub your eye, and it can blind the person. And that's why we wash my machreinim. One of the reasons. Says the Gemara. So there's the Nafkamina in review, the why says salt, yes, salt not, depends. If it's zdaimis, zdaimis, ha, melchis, rekainis. If it's very thin, it's bottle. Because you can't really see it and it's bottled. But the thick stuff, like the, what is it called? The sea salt, the thick stuff is not bottled. What? Melch Gasa. Melch Gasa. But then you're a Yeah, the cash ring salt, exactly. But then you're a Bidoimer. Mayim vomelach betalim bi iso, vein betalim big deira. Ripnei, ratva. It says over here that water and salt are bottled in dough, but not bottled in, a, in, a, in some sort of food. Why? Because of the gravy. Like Ashia, Haba Ava, Haba Our Mishnah is talking about the thick stuff. And the thick stuff, it absorbs the salt and the water, and you cannot tell. It gets right in there into the gravy. You won't even tell that there's any salt. And Melo, it's bottled. Says the Mishnah. Official Mishnah, sponsored by official. Unfortunately, from Brian Abbas, Yenta Devayo. Hagacheles, Kiragle, Habailam. Oh, they have to. Let's make some say here as we go along. Of course, these are all going to be backwards. Oh. We're talking about two things here. We're talking about the coal, the gecheles, the coal that comes from the bottom. And the shalheves is a fire. What's the difference? Big, huge difference. Gecheles weighs a pound. It has my mushes. You can feel it. A shalheves, you can't feel. It doesn't, it's not tangible. You can't feel it. There's nothing there. You can't capture a flame and put it in a box and give it to somebody. It's going to go out, right? So the coal that ha- is like the owner of the coal, it goes in the direction of his tchum. Shalheves is not, is not regulated. Is that the word? Since it's not tangible, it's not regulated to the owner. It doesn't, you're not limited. You're not limited to where the owner is. Nobody owns this. It's something you just grab and you go. Nobody owns fire. Gacheles. What is, what's the word? Relegated. And what did I say? Regu- regulated? Relegated. Rele- My daughter will have another one to make fun of. The whole, the whole Shabbos, she's telling people, he said, in the epic center of New York, like any, any, Gacheles shall like this Moelimba. Vishalheves. Oh, now, so, understanding this, what's the next halacha? If I ask you, a coal is tangible, so it goes by the owner. A flame is not tangible, doesn't go by the owner. So when it comes to hegdish, can I use a coal that's hegdish's coal? No, because it's tangible. And you cannot use anything from hegdish. You can't benefit from hegdish. And if you do benefit from hegdish, you have to bring a carbon. 
and pay a fifth. What about a flame? I should be able to use a flame. Hegdish doesn't own the flame. Oh, here's a little trick. Gachel shel Hegdish, moilam ba. Should I show it? I don't know. <laughs> Rav Gav status. You will not get a free Gemara from me if you listen to this share. Good. Tell me, Rav Gav, how successful that was. You know, there's a guy that was doing Shnai Mikveh Chatarim. I saw him like advertise online. If you join Shnai Mikveh you get a free art scroll, Chumash. That means he, he liked our campaign. Not bad. Okay. You also won't get charged by Rav Gav. You might get more humor though. <laughs> what? What supplies last? How many were there? We don't know. Six, six, like tonight, five gemars. That says, oh, supplies that. Again, when it comes to mi'ila, it's always a little tricky, but you get used to it. Loy mo'yalim means, doesn't mean do not use it. Don't do mi'ila. It means if you do mi'ila, you're not over. Loy mo'yalim means you're not over the raisa. Right? Because it's not tangible. So if it's not tangible, so you should be able to use it. No. Learn it. You can't. The Gemara will explain why. Now, what about Avedizara? If I ask you now about Avedizara. Avedizara, you for sure can't use a coal. What about the flame? Hegdash, you're not allowed to use the flame. If you use, you're not, you don't have to bring a carbon. But you're not allowed to use it. Avedizara, you're allowed to use the flame of Avedizara? Absolutely. Go over to Avedizara. Go into the church. Light up. No problem. So we have to understand why. If I take out a coal, and this makes a lot of sense, coal is tangible, so if I go from Rosh Sayochid to Rosh Sarabim, I even have a picture if you don't know what that looks like. It's, it's going to be the last one. No, I don't have the picture. Okay, didn't print it. You go from your house with a coal into Rosh Sarabim and Chayev, but if you go with, from your house with a flame, the Gemara explain how, you are potter. Very simple stuff, boys. Here we go. The five things, three of them we already learned in the Mishnah. We just said that in the Mishnah. We said in the Mishnah. Here's the Chiddush. If the coal is owned by Avedizara, Asura, of course, it's tangible. You're not allowed to benefit from Avedizara. That's an amazing Chiddush. Because we said Hegdish, you can't use Hegdish, flame from Hegdish. Avedizarik used the flame of Hegdish. The Gemara will explain. This we just said in the Mishnah. If I say I'm not going to benefit from my friend anything, I say I make a shvu, a nether, I say I'm not going to have enough for my friend. Also, that fits right into everything we just learned. Something that's tangible, I cannot benefit from. A flame, I could go over on Matzah Shabbos, light my Avdala candle from him, no problem. Ask the Gemara, what's the difference between Avedizar and Hegdash? Why could I use the flame of Hegdash? Avedizar de Mi'isa, people really despise Avedizar, and they, they stay away from it? Like Azubar Abbanan. There's no reason for Abbanan to be Machmer, people are Machmer on themselves plenty. Hegdash, Leimais, Vleimdili, and Shemine. Hegdash is the opposite. People love Hegdash, it's for the Rabbanan Shalem, it's the Beis Amigdash. So, Gazubar Abbanan, I have to say, stay away. Hamaiti Gacheles, right? I'll say, if you're going to use the flame, you might use the coal tomorrow. Let's make some takana. There's no reason to make takanas when it comes to Avedizar. Hamaiti Gacheles is just a rabbin. Chayov. Vishalev is potter. Vatanya, Hamaiti Shalev is kol shu chayov. It says in a brisa, different than the Mishnah, it says that if I take out a flame and there's a rabbin, I'm chayov. A flame doesn't weigh anything, it's not tangible. Chayov. He had a match. It's a match stick, let's say. And if I hold the match, I take that out. What's the obvious question, Rabbi Isa? You have to take out the match stick. So you should be high for the match stick. What, what do you have to have a flame? That's the Gemara is going to ask. But the 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 match stick doesn't have a shear. What is the shear? This not Hamoiti eats him. How are you chayiv by taking wood from your house into Rishus Harabim? From Rishus Hayach to Rishus Harabim? How are you chayiv? How much do you have to carry? The Gemara in Shabbos talks about every type of item has different shiurim. This, the shiur is, the vashel beitzah kala. What's the easiest egg in the world 
to cook a chicken egg. Raboisa, I got to tell you this. I don't remember in history of, since I got WhatsApp many years ago, and email, there's one item that people kept on sending me and saying, I got from 20, 20 people, 30 people, the same exact thing over and over and over and over. A guy in Kidumim, Moshav Kidumim, he has a farm and he prints the, the date on every egg, the expiration. So for Mesechus Beitza, he wrote, Hadron Allah, Mesechus Beitza, I got it in an email after email. So I said, you know what? I got to get my hands on this egg. It's impossible. You can't get the egg. You cannot get the egg. Boy, side, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's right here. I got the egg. I've, oh, it has a little hole in it. Oh, I know what it is. I made the hole. I wanted to take the yolk out so I could save this egg forever. It's a very valuable egg. It says, Hadron Allah, Beitzo, I want to thank the owner. The owner of this place himself brought it to me on Erev Shabbos, so Yishkoyach to him. Here's the egg. So if somebody has, I don't want to ruin it with all this yolk. Okay. An egg. This egg, this chicken egg, is the easiest thing to cook. But how much? How much do you need to cook from this egg? It's a little tricky. It's not kibetza. This is a kibetza. The egg. This is the item. But how much wood? Kigregeris. We're talking about an egg. But how much do you need to cook this egg? Very, very little. Kigregeris, like a dried fig. You know, just pull this out tonight. You could cook an egg on the hood of your car if you live in certain places on a sidewalk. It's very, very easy to, 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 to cook an egg. All right, fine. Just want to, if you guys want to touch this or look at it, oh, you have it also. Here, it's the same thing, you see? I asked him, I begged him if he could do MDY in it. He said, I'll try. He tried, and he tried. I kid you not, he finally comes up, he says, I have bad news. My Y is missing. I'm serious. He couldn't do the Y. It's a special machine that does it on a round surface. So I want to, I have to thank Tomer Levy. Tomer, Tomer worked really hard to get me this. So Yishkoyach Tomer. I needed it. You need it. Something like this. Masech this bait. It's once every seven and a half years. That's it. Only in Eretz Yisrael, everybody. It's only in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Gemara. Abaya Omar Kigoyin. Oh, where, where are we holding? It's not always the case of the Vajra, but it's a cow. Abaya Omar Kigoyin. The Shaifa Mono Mishra. So he says the same exact thing, basically, according to Raj Wamshat. He took a kli, rubbed it in oil, put some gasoline on it, and then he lit it up. Instead of a match, he did it on a, on a piece of uh, shard or something. But Mishumana, same question. But now he's taking out a piece of broken kli from his house, which is a Rosh Hashayachid, into the street, which is a Rosh Hashayachid. Says, it's, it's a broken nothing. Okay, but he took out a piece of, uh, a broken piece of earthenware. It doesn't have the right shear. It's not. Cheres. Oh, here we go in the Mishnah. How much earthenware do you have to take out from your house in the Rosh Hashanah to be over the Israel of Shabbos? I used to be a carpenter, believe it or not, seriously. And one of the things, I got all excited when I saw this. When you install a door in America, in Israel they don't have this, so that's why your doors are crooked. But in America, you take a shim. It's called a shim. And you put it between the door, the, the jam and the, and, the, and the wood here. You could put it, a lot of times, I didn't have a picture of that, but on the bottom, right over here. If you want to lift this side up, more than, this is all from Rashi. Rashi said, if you want to lift this side up more, you put a shim in there. In those days, they didn't have shims. A shim, it looks like a pizza. It gets narrower and narrower. So the further you put it in, the wider it is. So you can lift up the door more and more. You give it a whack with the hammer. And it keeps on going in. It's like this, this side, right? And you put it under like this. The more you go in, the door goes higher and higher. Okay, anyway, back in the day, we used to install doors. So, or Rashi says, if it's between the two, sometimes they would fill the gap over here with earthenware because they didn't have enough wood. Okay, the point is, whatever that is, there's a certain shear. It's not a big shear. It's a small piece. That's the shear of earthenware. And this piece that he lit on fire doesn't have the shear. So you're not over and it's off. But you're over because you took a flame outside. The flame. Now what's, what, why is it chashav? Because a flame that's attached 
we got to talk about this for a second. It's a nice chap here. A flame by itself is nothing. It has no it's not tangible. So I cannot be over a iser hoitzah, me taking something that I, I took out oxygen from here to there. You're not over. But when the flame is attached to a piece of wood or earthenware, now I can use it. So now it has chashivas. Now I can take it and I bring it here and I do this. Now I'm over and I saw because the chashivas of this flame, even though it has no tangibility, it's still chashiv and over on. Is that a word? And what? Intangible it means yes. No, now I'm saying it is. It has tangibility. Yes, tangible is tangible a word. Tangible is tangible. Word. Tangible, but tangibility is that a word? I asked. I relegated that to tangibility. Okay, fine. And all this now. Now think more. Ask the question. All this now. You take out a flame and your potter. If you took it out with a match, or something else, Yechayev, so how you pot? It is a word? Ha, the pot of it should beat you guys. Mr. Doctor, Mr. Lawyer, both of you. You didn't know a word that I knew. You just made it up, but you still didn't know. The doctor, and the lawyer. Okay, here's how you do it, says Gemara. There's a flame at the edge of your home, and you give a poof, and the flame flies out into Jerusalem. I don't know the Kira and the Anachah part so well, but at the end of the day, you move the flame from here to there, and that's the over without a match. Okay. Says the official Mishnah, sponsored by official, again, for Fushnayim for Brian Abbas and Tadvaira, she gets two today. Bar shel yachid, yachid. When an individual owns a bar, a well, a pit, he owns it, it's in his Rishus HaYachid, so the water that's drawn from there goes by his Eruv. And if he makes an Eruv in that direction, that's the only way you could, that's the only place you could, you could carry the water to. But if it's a communal well, so, here's, this is a beautiful thing. I didn't show the oil on this. I like this one a lot. And I, when we're talking about Tchum, I didn't really have a chance to show it, but it's, it's beautiful. It's just, it, it's very simple and effective. This is your home, and you made your meal over here. So you made it 2,000 am away from your home. So basically what you did is you shifted your home to the bread, and now you get, this is your home, so you get 2,000 amas in this direction, 2,000 amas in this direction. For a total of 4,000 amas, from here to here to 4,000 amas. But what you did is, you can no longer go even one foot in this direction. That's why there's an X over here. Why? Because your home is over here, and you're limited to 2,000 amas to this direction, and then stop short. That's what the tchum does. Okay, so, if you're a yachid, you own the well, and you made your tchum over here, so everybody drawing water can only go in this direction, they can't even go one foot in that direction. But if it's a communal well, so even though your tchum is this way, that way, it goes by where the community is. So you could, you could, you could move the water in the direction of where the community's Eruv is. Now, we're going to see in the Gemara, people that came from Bavel, they made their wells, and their wells, let's say it has a, a name of Hefker, let's say, whoever draws the water from there, it goes by his Eruv, in other words, what is that called, Rabbi Isai? Anybody remember? Yeshbreira. Because on Yantif, I draw water, now all of a sudden the water is limited to my Erev. You draw water, now it's limited to your Erev. That means, Yesh Breira, I decided in Yantav, retroactively, what direction it goes. Rav Malei, Rav Rav Nachman. So Rav asks his famous Rebbe, Rav Nachman. It says in our Mishnah, that an individual well, goes by, by the owner of the well. You have a river that moves. Or you have a spring that keeps on overflowing. Hare, but Rashi says that it doesn't go anywhere. It just keeps on coming up. It comes out of the ground, but stays within the well. It's constantly moving. And something that constantly moves doesn't have a tchum. You can't, you, it's constantly moving. So you can't have a tchum on something that moves. Hare, hein, kiragli koladam. Whoever draws the water grabs it. That's the tchum. How come by us, in our well, in our Mishnah, it has a tchum? 
it's limited to the owner. It's moving, no? Says the Gemara, Omar, Rabbah, many, many, many times, I don't know how many times, hundreds. When it says Rava, there's a gears on the side, Rabbah, Omar, Rabbah, we're not talking about a, a natural well. We're talking about a pit in the ground that just, you, you store your water there. It doesn't move. Memela, it goes by the owner. It's gathered water. If, this is very interesting, Allah, you have a, a, a well that's there from the oily bubble. The people that come from Iraq. And you filled up the water to give to your friend. We said that whoever draws the water, that's the area that goes by. What if I draw for you? Now, what Allah does it take? Is it me? Because I drew the water, but I hadn't intend to give it to you. Hillel Kamiansky would have told us right away that it's Machlaikis. Rabbi Nachman says it goes by the person that received the water at the end. It was for him. It was drawn for him. It had intent for him. It goes by the person filling it up. What's the source of Machlaikis? Oh, this well is Hefker. And there's Allah when it comes to, to Hefker that you cannot be kind of something when you're, when there's Hefker. I cannot pick up a piece of gold and have a mine for you because I am damaging other people. I'm, I'm, I'm taking away their chance to grab the gold. You want to grab it for yourself? Great. But don't do favors for somebody else. Chav l'achrin, I can't do it. That's the halacha. In, in the, according to them. Yeah? So Mela, over here too. I don't have the right to draw water for that guy. It's a halacha nefker. And if I do, then it became mine. I, I drew it, so it's for me. It's my, so it's my tchum. Umar Savabir, the Shutfei Yahu, and Rav Nachman holds that it goes, that it goes by the person that it was filled for, because at the end of the day, all of Klai Yisrael owns the water in the swell. It was made for Klai Yisrael. So all you're doing is taking out water that I already own, and that's fine. Ace Rav Nachman, so Rav Asr Nachman, Areni Olecho, Cherem, if I say to you, you are a cherem on me, in other words, you're not allowed to benefit from me, hamud or aser. So you are aser to benefit from me. And we're turning to the Aflamat Tesla Mutvei, sponsored by the MDY Tilim Group. For all those who need Shidduchim Refusi Yeshua's, please join the MDY Tilim Group. Sponsored by Natan Kushnud, for Schos, for my children, I call it Ben Dvara, and Yisrael Yaakov Ben Dvara. Should be both do well in Yisrael. I have a cheshik for Torah. I love that lashon. Mitzvahs and Yerushalayim. Okay, so if I say, Tavi, you are cherem ami. In other words, I hamudaraser hareini alecha. Sorry, hareini alecha. I am to you, so you cannot benefit from me because I am on you a cherem. And if I say, if I care, you are to me a cherem. So, now I can benefit from you. If we're both cherem on each other. So here's the question. Just if we stop right here, we have the question. What is Eli Bavel? If Eli Bavel is a partnership, then we should be usher. We're all, we should, I should be usher on you. What do you mean? How could we be, how could... If everybody owns a little bit of the oily bava well, then I should be usher to use the, the oily bava well because I'm usher to benefit from you and you own some of the water in the oily bava well. Elamai, you see from here that oily bava well is hefker and not a partnership. Now we continue going. But in that, that city's well is awesome because obviously they have a partnership in that well. But oily bava well, they don't. What is oily bava well? Harabayas. The holy harabayas, halashachos, vohazores. Oh, should have pulled out the, the, the chart here. We can't see the base of stuff. It's oily bubble, owned by all of Klai Israel. Ubar shall emtza haderech, and a well that's in the middle of the way. What's considered the city, harachoyv, the streets, ubeis haknesses, and the shul, ubeis hamerchas, and the bathhouse. Viyamis beira. Now the Gemara goes to the question. Viyamis beira, the shoot vehu. But if the well is owned in a partnership by my mutter, why can I benefit from the well? You own part of it. 
two partners that swore they won't benefit from each other. You see what happens when people fight? They say crazy things. And now they can't go into the pit and, 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 and wash up in the pit. So over here you have a pit that's on B'Shutfus. You shouldn't be able to use it. There's a difference between bathing yourself in a pit and drawing water from the pit. Bathing yourself in the pit, you are going to be using all of the water in the pit. Every part of the water touches you. And even if not, then that guy has no right to even take water from there afterwards because you touched it all. You can't do Brera anymore. And, but to draw water, I draw one pail. You don't own all the water in the pit. I'm drawing one of the pails and that's mine. And the rest is yours, whatever. This one of those pails is yours. But I'm not taking from you. Each one is going to draw water that he owns. You can't, just because you have a partnership in this well, it has tens of thousands of gallons. You don't own all the ten thousand. You own one gallon. Okay. That one gallon. But if I'm going to bathe myself in there, now I'm using even your gallon and that's a problem. But does Rav Nachman really hold the concept of Brayra with none? Oh, so real quickly, a cowboy. Every year, you must bring a half of a shekel to be some English. Half a shekel, right? The famous machzah shekel. But Chacham instituted, they have to add a cowboy. It's a tiny little coin because the money changer, he takes a little bit of a fee and we don't want the Beis Amigdash to suffer. Now, if two people bring a whole shekel, half is mine, half is Mendy's, and we give it, we still have to bring two cowboys. But if a father gives for his two sons, you don't have to give a cowboy. That's halacha number one. Okay? That's the halacha cowboy. A lot of people that haven't done the daf, they have no idea what cowboy is. If you didn't learn shkalem, my favorite, what? Shkalem, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite Masechta. Only it just gives me nightmares because I had to do four daf in 17 hours and I don't know how to get over it. I have to go to a, a psychologist or something. It's not even that hard. Yeah, it's very, it actually is very hard. It was very hard and it's, okay, fine. Well, I get, I literally, I, my body started shaking when I said the word shkala. So combine shkala. Anyway, fine. I'm scaring the whole island because when we get to shkala, I'm going to say, okay. Hopefully it'll be Purim time, not Pesach and it'll, wow. I don't know if I told them. I didn't shower for the Seder. I walked into the Seder. What's going on? Like, my kids, like, nothing. I didn't have to. As, as I was closing the computers, like, two minutes before Shkia. Fine. For you guys, though, in Nerd Shaw, because I had to give Shiurim for Nerd Shaw. Fine. Next. Meiser. Meiser Behema. Every 10 animals, uh, the newborns that are, I have to give one, bring it to Yushalayim, shecht it, eat it for myself. Meiser Behema. But if I have a partnership, and that's how you get out of the whole Maizu Behemoth today, you have a partnership, you don't have to bring Maizu Behemoth. Says the Mishnah. If they have to bring a cowboy, meaning, there, it's Tfusas Abayas. It's the kind of Tfusas Abayas. When the father leaves an inheritance, and they then divide the inheritance. So, how do we view it? If they are partners, partners, don't bring Meiser. But partners have to bring a Calvin, right? Two people, me and Mendy, who bring a Maxa shekel, one shekel, half is mine, half is Mendy's. We, we have to bring two Calvinim. But Tusis Abayis does not have to bring two Calvinim. So it's a very simple halacha. If they are considered partners, not part of the inheritance, then they're part of a Meiser, but have to bring a Calvin. But if they're part of the inheritance, they don't have to bring a Calvin, but they do have to bring Meiser. If we divide different types of animals, so then it's like a purchase. It's not a beautiful division. It can never be perfect. I get two goats and you get three, three uh, sheep. That's not fair. Somebody's going to miss out it. If I get two sheep and you get two sheep, then it's perfect. Then I can say, that's how my father left it. That's how the father left it for the children as he died. It's just Brera. But if they divided like 
things that are very similar to each other. You get your share, and you get your share. That's if you hold Breira, the two goats that you got, and the two goats that I got, we both got an inheritance. It wasn't, it wasn't a purchase. Even if it's exactly the same, they both weigh 50 pounds each. It's, it's a purchase. It's not. So you see, Rav Nachman doesn't hold Breira. We're talking about a, a pit that's completely Hefker. Before we said Breira. The Machlegis is different. Rav Nachman holds, if, can I, not if, can I be kinda a Hefker object for my friend or not? That's all Machlegis. Rav Nachman says, no. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Boy side, tomorrow night. 8.30, I think it is, at my house. A beautiful barbecue and kumzits. And everybody gets a gift when they're there. Huh? What did I say? Barbecue. Sium. Sium barbecue tomorrow at my house. Please sign up.